Does everybody know what time it is? Holy mackerel, don't be coy. Set your watch to the tuna grunt work. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Good luck coming up with that one. turn that leads us to who knows where, but I'm strong. Strong enough to carry him. He's not heavy, he's my brother, and even if he was heavy, I get extra strength from Grunt Work, the only podcast about the TV series Home Improvement that snaps apart into four pieces for easy cleaning. Ooh, I know. How's it? What what snaps apart for easy cleaning? Look, let's not ask about what snaps apart. Instead, let's talk about the gunk and the filth that builds up on every square inch of this podcast. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to deny that, but I would assume that things that break apart are Kit Kats that I put in my mouth. Well, you know, uh, give me a break of this this grunt work show, I guess. The point is, I'm your host, Truman, the paint pluggage man, Caps, and with me as always is my co-host, Landon, the group huggage man, Solano. Thank you. And Landon, let me be the first to say that it feels great to be back from our mid-season break. And let me be the first to thank you for not making me the tooth pokage to your butt pluggage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that's, I mean, tooth that's... Pick, bu- yeah, toothpickage. Yeah, yeah right. the to- toothpick pokage to the butt Toothpick pokage, yes. Wait, wait, was there butt pluggage in the show? I forgot about the butt pluggage. No, but didn't you... Is that what you just said? Uh, no, I, I said that I was the paint pluggage, man. You're here. Welcome to Freud work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. L- Landon, what were you doing <laughs> over the break? What what new avenues of, of pleasure were you ex- exploring? Uh, listen, man, I'm open up to all experiences at least once. we got to see what's uh, what's out there in this lifetime. It, you know, and dwindling uh, mortal coil that we all live in yes you know before the coronavirus comes for all of us we need to uh find out what it really means to be alive uh and i'm good to, glad to know that you're open that there's no paint plugage affecting no you. there is not uh not that i know of at least well we'll go through with their with a with a toothpick if not guys this is what the podcast is going to be like now just getting getting closer and closer to uh eroticism <laughs> i expect you to just underlay uh quotes of the tin man saying because yeah. we are rusty af yes we certainly are just like the griswold's oldest boy okay more great references well look uh it's good to be back uh here talking about home improvement yes. we've frolicked among it's the pizza trees of magic island yeah. and we also frolicked with bigfoot <laughs> we have yes but i missed frolicking with the taylor fam and also l indeed and uh you know we've had a very uh ztb centric couple of weeks yes um, Yes, we I did. have uh, in our interim, our little break here, uh, stumbled upon. I I almost broke my neck over it. If I'm oh, perfectly geez, honest, Landon. I was just well, did, were you walking. I wasn't tree? expecting it and just tripped over. Yeah. a JTT anecdote. You got to tuck and roll when you hit those <laughs> things, man. Wait, is it a JT a JTT anecdote or a ZTB anecdote? No, it's a JTT anecdote. Oh, okay, we got to get okay. back on track because this is the season of JTT. It- Every season is the season of JTT. <laughs> he is, after all, Teasus, a man for all seasons. That's true, yeah. Uh, okay, so um, I went on a date. Oh, Landon. Ooh, I actually knew about this, but it's the first time on the podcast we've heard about it. So I'm the, I'm the, yeah. I'm the audience surrogate now. Yeah, I appreciate that. That was the, the like audience going, ooh, yeah. Yeah, we're all doing our Arsenio hand, too. I don't know why. Uh, oh, my God. Spoiler alert for our JTT junction this week. Um but JTT, okay, so I went on a date. And, with JTT? Uh, with JTT, it was blind. I didn't expect it to be him, and he yeah. just showed up, and I'm like, wow, you've won my heart. My heart is a flutter, and it's flying 
out of my grasp. I have no more control over my heart. <laughs> and then I had a heart attack and died. Wow. Okay. I'm, so, <laughs> I, I'm, so, I'm sorry I prompted you into that tragic little piece of flash fiction. <laughs> Go ahead, please. Tell me about your, your date. I will not interrupt anymore. But anyway, she. I feel, I've gone on a few dates uh, in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. It seems like everybody has some sort of sideways connection to one of the the home improvement boys really well i mean we've had lauren on the show lauren stone before who related her Terran noah smith story yes um we have known people uh sam has been well i don't know uh, well whatever we've known people who have seen and been in contact with jtt in a bar setting yes the 16 uh, nothing salacious but yeah. i'm just trying to be delicate about who we name drop we don't here. we don't know anybody who slammed one of the home improvement <laughs> boys yet at least <laughs> anyway if any of uh, you are out there please our, our dms are open so i we get these stories from time to time and uh i just happened to come up or uh, come across one on this date where she said that um her uh hairstylist Mm. grew up with like jtt posters on her you know she was jtt fever as one does in 96 yeah of course like every girl <laughs> like that was the default wallpaper for a room was jtt pictures. exactly exactly uh so she said that she grew up just kind of fantasizing about uh specifically his hair uh and, okay and like is this how she became a hairdresser i think so like it's i would imagine i didn't get this part of the detail of the story of that uh you know, it could probably be a very specific focus of your crush. Like, ooh, I want to run my fingers through Andrew Keegan's hair or, you know, whoever <laughs> other Tiger Beat uh, cover model was at the time. Sure, yeah. Wow, I couldn't almost get that sentence out. <laughs> you're, you're so obsessed with JTT, you can't even think of another Tiger Beat model. Whatever heartthrobs exist, uh, JTT sucks up all the oxygen in the room. Exactly. Anyway, so um, this hairstylist was obsessed with JTT, specifically his hair growing up. And just fantasized every night about running her fingers through it and, and you know, yeah. I'm not going to say cutting his hair because I don't know what age this was for her or if that had entered her head yet. But why, why like cutting his hair like that's something you, like only girls of a certain age fantasize about well, cutting no, hair. I'm just saying I don't have the information. She might have been a like a haircutting prodigy at this age where she's like, yeah, 12 or 13 years old thinking about oh, how would I style his hair? I don't know. That's not something I would think of at that age. But I digress. That's not part of the story. Uh, 20 some years later, yeah. uh, she becomes a hairstylist yes. in Hollywood. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> she opens her own boutique. Yeah. Um, and she starts to develop a celebrity clientele. Oh my, oh my. Uh, and I'm so excited for her right now. <laughs> one day in walks JTT. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's kind of a, uh, lackluster ending to the story. Oh, it- he becomes her client. And now she can run her fingers through his hair and style his hair uh, in real life. But is it everything she wanted it to be? I mean, it couldn't be, could it? Or is it? Like, wait, is achieving <laughs> all your dreams a good thing or a bad thing? I really know the divine uh, nature of teases. Well, I think if we have the address of this hair salon and we know what day it is, we can go in there and, you know, make up, you know, she <laughs> oh could, like, oh, have you met my two new assistants? Uh, this is, um, this is like, and we use fake names, yeah. obviously. Uh, I'm Brad and I'm Mark. <laughs> this is the first, uh, first scene of our buddy movie. Yeah. <laughs> right after the first uh turn of the act where it's the fun yeah. and games portion we yeah we get a job at the places where we know that the home improvement cast goes that's the grunt work movie 
<laughs> Boy, meeting all these cast members is sure going to be some grunt work. And then that's what takes you back. We both show up as caddies for <laughs> Richard Garn on the golf course. Like, I only need one caddy. Uh, new rules, huh? Yeah. They don't say that you can't have two caddies. There's nothing in the rule book, boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, I'm trying to, you know, like uh, Patricia Richardson is like about to do some Screen Actors Guild voting or something. <laughs> we're the ones who bring the ballots in. <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to think what the other guys in the cast are doing. Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, Taryn Noah Smith needs to be found because no one knows where he is and we're the search and rescue guys. <laughs> uh, we could be extras in the background of uh, Last Man Standing. We could actually, Landon, that's really more likely than any of these. We could just like try and sign up to be background actors or at least in the light, like go to a live studio audience taping and just every time people are laughing, just yell, Grunt Work Podcast! <laughs> try and get it out there in the background. Oh my. Uh, anyway, wow. that was a little... That's uh, that's an amazing... Uh, that's... That, that was like the, the uh, promo on the side of the bus for JTD Junction. Yeah. But that's that's what's getting people involved. Yeah, in it. exactly. That... You see out here like a bunch of things for Harry Potter Wizarding World at Universal Studios. <laughs> that was like our JTD Junction bus sign going by <laughs> that story. Well, uh, Landon, I hope that you keep uh, uh, going out on dates with this particular girl so we can try and make that fantasy of <laughs> running our hands through JTT's hair a reality. Um, sure. Okay, well... <laughs> <laughs> rust flaking away as we as we re return to our fighting form i will actually say one other thing if, okay. if i can share a thing from my summer vacation yes. uh, i was at a birthday party for my cousin's wife uh a week or two ago and the thing that happened at parties uh happens where a bunch of people were talking to me and getting to know me and asked me what sort of things i do and i was talking about the writing mm -hmm. and talking about the well, I really don't do that many things. So eventually I get to, also, I have a podcast about the TV series Home Improvement, and and I'm trying to explain the whole rigmarole that we do. Yeah, the whole, like, but I don't agree with you his can politics. <laughs> you can watch it at www. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. And and actually, okay, uh, wait, no, before you guys go talk to anybody else, I just want to thank our Patreon sponsors. I got a list of them right here. <laughs> um, but I was talking to them about the show, and that naturally comes into, like, oh, I love JTT so much when I was a kid. Oh, I had a little crush on him. But someone there said, oh man you know what would be great for your podcast you know what you guys should do you should like read from those old teen magazines that wrote about JTT <laughs> and I was and I was there with my girlfriend and before this person even stops talking she says actually they already do that <laughs> So um, I guess we really tapped into something with I JTT think so. Junction. All right, so th well. this entire preamble has just been us promoting JTT Junction. I know. Well, week. we have to because it's a long one. It's today. It's, a, it's a chunky junction. It really is, uh, and I don't even know where to go into it today, but it'll happen at some point. That's you know what? That's what I told myself about losing my virginity, and uh, and <laughs> hey, you know what? One day, keep your keep your hopes up. But grunt work isn't entirely about JTT and JTT Junction. Suggestion for how we could change the podcast. <laughs> yes, no, it's about other things. It's about the TV show Home Improvement, and particularly you and me watching it and talking about it and every single week of our lives until we're dead. Yes, yes, which sooner rather than later, who knows? Oh, we I can only this, be so lucky. Yeah, I thought this was going to be a suicide pact by the time we're done. We're just going to... You know, I'm getting closer and closer, man. It's it's like, what else is there to live for once we're done? I don't know. Uh, Landon, this week on Home Improvement. Yes. What happened? <laughs> Well, uh, when Tim's brother Marty loses his job, Tim offers him some work helping to rebuild the set of tool time. Marty! Sorry. However, as <laughs> are we, our listeners need to do Marty work. Uh, <laughs> count how many times you say Marty. Uh, however, as soon as they uh, begin to work together, petty tensions begin to boil. Oh, yes. 
Meanwhile, disagreements about Tom Petty. <laughs> yeah, some people prefer won't back down. Other people are like only the losers. <laughs> I like refugee. Uh, meanwhile, Randy gets a haircut. Brad gets a girlfriend, and Mark grows ten inches. <laughs> he does. He really does. He's taller than Randy in this episode. <laughs> and well, Brad, for his part, is almost as tall as Jill now. Yes, true. And and I feel like and I feel like Brad could pick up Al and just like eat him <laughs> at this point. Like something has to be done about about how big Brad has gotten. Oh my goodness. Um. So with that synopsis, do you want to guess what this title is called? I have a few options for what this title could be called. Okay. All right. Uh, brother, can you spare a job? Oh, brother, where art thou? Uh, is that the, where you're going? Yeah, I, I, not exactly, but I mean, I'll take the Cohen reference when, okay. I, when, when I'll right. get it. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we had, brother, can you spare a hot rod? Yes, I know. Okay. I'm, I'm, right. I'm not, you know, I'm lazy is the thing. <laughs> um, next one. Okay. Bro improvement. Oh, okay. Eh, yeah. Bro, no, more like. Um, third, fish washer. Oh. Yeah, you'll get it in a second, folks. And last <laughs> last one, the one that I know that it is. This is clearly it. Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Sorry. Let me say it again. Super Mario <laughs> Brothers. It's, I, it's, I hope you don't edit out the first time you fucked it up, too, because... It's, it's very good, Landon. <laughs> it, the thing about I, this title is it's very good. Here's the thing. <laughs> I had a very subversive bit going. <laughs> until you said that title and it's ruined my bit <laughs> because it's so stupid the, when i can do bits so bad that they're not only failures of my humor but then they also actively destroy the humor that you're trying to do <laughs> to save the audience from my humor i think that's a real sign oh. that we uh definitely should keep doing this wow that wow that's the title for the ages man yeah uh so it is it is it that one is it all four of them <laughs> Couldn't possibly be none of them. It is, oh, brother. Oh, brother. Yeah, you know, that was obvious. <laughs> that was, I'm kind of, I definitely should have just gone for the layup and just guessed that. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I'm glad you didn't because that <laughs> title is gold. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Also, if you, depending on how you punctuate, it could be Super Marty, oh, brothers. So I'm almost there. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I did get it. Yay, Chalupa's. Um, not quite. Yeah, um, not we have quite. ER. We have an ER game to play later. Oh boy, uh, I have to guess the grunts. We're not. Uh, we're not going to get these chalupas. We don't know. I don't know. Uh, I say we. I have feeling. Do you feel it's like a little static, staticky on the air? I can like I, I, feel ch the energy. Ch chalupas feel greasy. They do not feel staticky. I don't know if you've eaten a chalupa in a while. I've been in the It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this episode aired in January 9th, nineteen. 96 oh 96 we are out of the 95 we are barreling toward the new millennium oh my god well we i mean we've still got we've still got some some ways ahead of us we've got plenty of time oh, to prepare for do, Y2K but we are uh closer to it than when we started well yes land and that is one way of looking at things <laughs> isn't it very well done neighbor well done uh directed by andy Cadiff and written by ruth bennett ruth uh, bennett ginsburg ruth <laughs> nope that's what you said guys i got stupider over the break and you didn't think it was possible there is oh there is no bottom what there's no like rock bottom oh okay stupidity. you are wearing like, pants though yeah yes no, I, am, okay. I am wearing pants although on <laughs> this chair i feel my bottom wearing away slowly slowly uh the only episode she's written previous to this was her cheating mind from oh, earlier this season well uh and yeah. she's got a few up ahead i can't they are in 96 and 97 i don't know if it's this season or next so yeah 
To be D. To be to, D. To, to be deed. <laughs> In the future, we'll D this, Landon. <laughs> wow. T be decided. Here we go. Here JTTBD. We go. Uh, um, well, Landon. Yeah. What, what were your? What do you feel about this episode? What do you think? <laughs> uh, I'm going to read you verbatim the notes that I or the the personal all, all reflections okay, that I wrote. All here. right. Yeah. Uh, this was an episode of Home Improvement. Okay, I feel like we had similar reflections. It ran just over 22 minutes. Yes, that's correct, yes. It had what could be considered jokes in a story. Yeah, I think so. I think I think that that, that you can, those would classify, yes. Those are my personal reflections. Um, you missed one key detail, <laughs> oh, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, we, this is something that I was kind of ruminating on in my personal reflections. Uh, how much do you think the VHS copy of this episode would weigh? Ooh, interesting. I, I'm thinking like I don't know, I mean, probably like VHS like, are pretty standard. I mean, yeah. Here's the question though: Are you because uh, the the weight difference is going to be in how much magnetic tape is inside the thing? So, mm. are you giving me a VHS copy of only this episode, or are there multiple episodes on the VHS? I'm going to say me? only this episode. I taped it off the TV live broadcast in late January '96. <laughs> Landon has his hands out like he's like like he's Lady Justice. Like I, I'm gonna say it's it. probably about eight ounces. That sounds. I mean, that sounds right. I was thinking eight to ten ounces. Well, sixteen isn't pound, and a VHS yeah. tape is really light. So. Yeah, and and then then one must factor in also the content of this episode does not factor <laughs> into the weight of the VHS tape at all. Um, if that were the case, it would float away. Yeah, certainly. Like a, so candy like, like a balloon. Um, <laughs> yeah, my notes. Um, the, the, I think my most cognizant, you know, my, my most relevant note is that I felt like I was forgetting this episode as I was watching it. <laughs> it's just... Uh, it's not bad. It's no, not it's a bad episode. No, it's not bad. If it's, it was a bad episode, even, it would be more memorable. Yeah, and it's not even a problematic episode. No, uh, it's really not. One or two kind of like, okay, But it's just like moments, background but... noise at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've uh, been war- Tim Allen just wore us down. <laughs> <laughs> just like general audiences. Yeah, also true. Um, yeah, it's just, um, it, it just kind of is like... I don't know. Does it's it like, feel like an episode that you would put in the middle of the season just to fill out the number of episodes you have in a season? Yeah, it feels like that. <laughs> it feels like that. It feels like in like in cop shows when someone is doing a fake drug deal and they put like there's a little bit of cocaine at the top of the package where the yeah, dealer is going to yeah. test it and the rest is baking soda. Yeah. Or like the thing they do in Boogie Nights, which I watched again last night. Or or it's like or it's like in The Sting when they're like. Yeah, you know, they give someone the cash, and it looks like a stack of cash. It's actually just like a hundred bucks and a bunch of white papers in yep. the middle. It's like the white papers, you know, or this is like the baking soda and okay. the cocaine. Gotcha. Yeah, I kind of see this as the the band around the fake money or the plastic bag that the cocaine is in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like it, it could hold something. It just doesn't hold anything of value. <laughs> it's 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 a vessel. The glass isn't half full. It isn't half empty. It's just it's just a glass that's been at the back of the cupboard. There's maybe a little dust in the bottom oh uh, my goodness well yeah. um before we get into the juxtaposition of what we do here i want to thank some patrons you should do it i'm going to don't let anything hold you back <laughs> don't stop me now as freddie mercury once said thank you you're welcome oh i'm sorry shit i fucked it up <laughs> to tara kirstie yes. john mm-hmm. john uh come on dude <laughs> come on Normally, I'm the one who fucks everything up. Landon. The thing is, I reordered them before. And you were so effing proud of yourself. Like, oh, Truman, I'm going to mix them up so we don't do them in the same order every time. And I was like, Landon, therein lies the road to disaster. (laughs) 
and yet here we are. All right, who did I fuck up on? Uh, you well, you got the fr- you got John right, and, and, then... and the funny thing is, is that that's not even the right John. It's, <laughs> I couldn't even read John with an can, H at the end. Okay, can good. we can we bring in can we bring in a new host to replace you, and then a new host to replace me? Because I feel like the the viewers the viewers of our podcast yeah, right. deserve this. Yeah. Tara, Kiersey, John, Tom, and John. Okay, thank you to all of you, especially in light of what, now you know what you're really paying for. Uh, thank you, and I'm sorry. Yes. How about that? We, we usually pair those a lot on this show. Thank you, and sorry. Uh, okay, now we can go into the crux of what we do here. Thank God. So, <laughs> this episode starts in an interesting way. Yeah. Uh, are you talking about the grunt creep, or are you talking about... Uh, the lack of context we get for how we start the episode <laughs> kind of all of it like it's very it's very uh it's very french new wave you just kind of start in the middle i don't know if it's actually french new wave but i'm gonna say it okay uh you're given that i'm sitting with someone who's actually an expert in like foreign films and stuff i shouldn't just fling that term around well i mean i'm sure that some french new wave has done that it's not necessarily specific to that so so like uh francois truffaut's the 400 blows we start with tim allen and richard karn fussing over a smoldering shop vac that is yeah. shooting smoke everywhere the grunt creep is uh, sucking it up in his own little shop vac uh, yeah. to get the smoke out of the screen so we can see. Um, what what happened here? What What's the whole point? Because we cut from that, and you get your favorite moment where the smoke clears, yes. they look at the camera, and then they're like, okay, let's da-da, get back in. And they yeah. run. Yeah. Gadget Corner ends, they run over there. But it's like they, they, had, they had finished Gadget Corner five seconds before the show Home Improvement begins, it's like. <laughs> yeah, but here's, I feel like they came in, you know, there's that screenwriting adage that you start as late into the scene as you possibly can. Yes, I yes. feel like they did that, and then they're like, no, let's go one let's push little it. step further. Yeah, let's edge <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> it's like. You didn't even give us the punchline. We have literally nothing to laugh at. It's just a smoking scream. I'm going to say, though, this was probably in an episode that, let me let me again say, is basically like a cardboard pizza box with nothing in it. Uh, this was one of the most interesting and I kind of most enjoyable bits for me. Like, I just love that they tried this and that this was, like, not a bit that I expected. First, like, Home Improvement tends to kind of pitch its jokes right over uh home goal and yeah. you swing your tennis racket at them but in this case <laughs> i didn't sports yeah sport yeah you spring you swing your uh sports mallet at them to <laughs> knock them into the plate zone uh but like this was uh, this was just a surprise to me i didn't i haven't kind of seen a thing done that way and even though i don't think the joke really worked i'm yeah. amused by them for trying because also like we all like at this point the show has been on long enough they're playing on the fact that we know tim fucked something up we don't need to show yeah. tim fucking it up and also them fussing over trying to fix the thing and then realizing they're back on and the like awkward look and then them running <laughs> off screen will never stop being funny to me. I will be amused by that until the day I die. Very good. All right. Well, I am not going to knock that for you. Thank you. Um, I appreciate when it. When they get back over to the tool time uh, counter, uh, they are doing their salute to the resourceful tool man. Yeah, which is kind of a kind of a vague topic, but it's just, I guess, about how to use how. I mean, how to just use household items for things that they're not normally used for. I mean, it's a stretch. They're pulling some taffy here. Yeah. But first it's like, oh, you want to cut some cheese for your cheese and crackers, but all the knives are dirty. Uh, what are you going to do? Get some dental floss, as if the average man 
at this time would have just had dental floss lying around. Yeah, like, like you know, there's this whole bit that Tim does about how no man is going to wash one of the dirty knives in the house, but instead gets dental floss. Like, Tim does not know where the floss is in his house. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, he does it the day after he has a dentist appointment and then never again. I don't even think he does it the day after he has a dental appointment. <laughs> like, I, why would he? He just I, went to the dentist. I think they're trying to floss him at the dentist, and he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, they are cutting cheese with the, well, you know, they're, they're showing how to do that. And Al cuts the cheese with dental floss and I was starting to turn to Landon to guess Tim's joke, but then Tim, oh, Tim beat me to it. That's what was happening. Okay. What? So I have a note here about you watching this particular yes. segment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what did, wait, come on what's what's your note? You're taking notes on me and not the show again. That's fine. I'm not making an issue of it. <laughs> My note was. Truman put his hands up at the moment the calendar appeared. Oh, no. What was oh, his God, thought was process? Calendar. <laughs> <sighs> so they must have, it just must have been coincidental that the calendar, because it was a prominent shot of the calendar, and you reacted to it, but you weren't reacting to the thing I thought you were reacting I was, I was to. reacting because I was, I, because like my pea brain was like, wait, there, there, there is a block of cheese, and they are they are taking smaller pieces off of it. Cutting cheese is, is a joke about farting, and I was about to like do the clever thing where I guess the joke, but then Tim Tim was too quick. Tim Tim was quick on the draw because he said, "No." And one... My galaxy brain was like, "What is Truman thinking about this calendar?" Tr- uh, <laughs> it's all encompassing uh, joke that's taken over our show. You know that Black Mirror episode where like the, there's the thing where like you they do the thing to people's brains so certain people just aren't visible to you anymore yes that's like what happens with the calendar i can't see any calendars anymore because <laughs> i why i have I've to programmed talk about it, it i can't i try to like schedule shit in my life and my calendar app i can't even see it <laughs> i i've missed so many hair appointments <laughs> oh my goodness can uh, i go get my you know get jtt to run his hands through my hair <laughs> we've got uh cutting the block of cheese with some floss uh, what's next on the the resourceful tool man agenda? Uh, you know, it's the thing that well, look, it's the thing that everyone needs to do at some point in their life. When you've got do a they? gigantic salmon that you need to cook, and your stove has somehow been disabled, but you're still hell bent on on cooking a salmon, uh, you wrap it in foil, put it in the dishwasher, and run it on the dry setting. Yep. Um. And I was I've, this kind of bedeviled me for much of the episode because I wasn't thinking about the plot. Like, is that a real thing? Like making a grilled cheese with a with a with an iron, or <laughs> right? Like, uh, yeah, like Rock did. Yeah, or is it a thing that, that like? Because I'm thinking like, wait, is this an actual torch. life hack? What or Rock did a blowtorch, not yeah, an iron? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would he have an iron on the job site? That makes no <laughs> sense. But like, is that a real thing that would happen? Like, is that like a life hack that they read about in a newspaper or like Jay Leno told them about? Because that was you didn't have the internet. You just yeah, read right. about funny stuff Headlines. in the newspaper. Yes, yeah, you hey, yeah, 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 yeah. You hear about this about the fish and the dishwasher? You hey, you cannot. Uh, yeah, Truman's gonna call it fishwasher in the middle of doing a really bad impression of me. Huh? <laughs> Oh god! Oh, he just turned Jay Leno turned into a fly and and flew away. Conan can have his show back. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know if that's a real thing or not. I don't want to find out. I have a question about it later because uh, this comes back as a recurring joke throughout the episode. Yes, uh, it does. I guess spoiler alert. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, that, that's the most exciting thing about this episode is the is like what fish is going to put in his dishwasher next. <laughs> and Jill has been so beaten down by Tim that she does not even mention the fact that the entire house smells like steamed rotted fish. fish. Yeah, so I guess we should say that he tries this dishwasher trick. Uh, 
Al asks, did you put it on the dry cycle? And he's like, no, I actually used the pot scrubber <laughs> cycle, assuming, I mean, he doesn't say it, but I guess because he thought it would have more power. Yeah. Or get it done faster. Makes sense. Of course, he opens it and it looks like an exploded uh, grabbling from Tremors. Yeah, I actually, it does. <laughs> Graboid. But yes, Graboid. that's it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, I was trying to, it does look like, like some body horror thing happened in that <laughs> dishwasher. And I guess it is body horror if you're a fish. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a. Uh, a real waste of a prime cut yeah. of salmon. So my question, though, is uh, later in the episode, we see Tim uh, trying this at home. Yes. So he's used their, their dishwasher in the kitchen, and he opens it, and you get the same uh, graboid exploded guts again. Yeah. Uh, are we to believe that maybe the tips and tools uh, and, and stuff that they, they give out on tool time isn't stuff you should try at home? <laughs> I think are we as viewers of home improvement missing the the warning at the beginning of every tool time <laughs> episode that says warning the events depicted in this episode of tool time uh might be dangerous do not try it yeah, yeah 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 the McElroy brothers are not experts their advice should not be followed <laughs> by anyone um i think that i think that really the take i think the disclaimer at the beginning of the show should just be Tim, don't try these things that you're showing on the show at home. You will fuck them up. Everyone else is okay. Okay. Because again, it's a Tim specific note. Tim's problem seems to be that he keeps not setting it on dry, like the dry setting. Because yeah. when he does it at home, he's like, oh, I guess it doesn't work on, on, uh, uh I'm trying to remember. Another what setting? Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I missed that part. Yeah, I didn't yeah, he, he like that. put it on, he put it on like fine china setting or something. And oh, it, but like, got it. He just keeps not setting it to dry. What, so what's the issue with just doing the thing that you know works? I don't like, know. Why is he, maybe it goes to my my theory that he's a he's an inventor, he's an innovator, a failed one, yes. and he's always looking for ways to uh, to improve on ordinary everyday inventions. Or he hates dishwashers <laughs> and is looking for a way to ruin them. He hates these dishwashers. <laughs> Stay away from the dishwasher. Somebody hates these dishwashers. The Colonel busts in because <laughs> it's him. Yes. Uh, I think, also, I just didn't know, like, Tim tries to make, like, four different kinds of fish in this episode. Who knew Tim was so into fish? I thought he was, like, I thought maybe, was... yeah, maybe he's like, I can't give up these Al jokes. These Al is fat jokes, yeah. uh, and we're essentially the same size, so if I'm going to uh, not give that up and continue those, I have to slim down a little bit myself. And the way that he's cutting his portion size is by destroying 70% of the fish in the dishwasher so you can only eat a little bit of it and it tastes like <laughs> detergent. Yeah, there you go. I would say Gross. just in general, don't don't cook a salmon in your dishwasher. Don't use any appliance for uh, any other purpose besides its intended purpose. How yes, about that? Yes, I would agree with that. That's that's our this is our toolman salute Whoop, to reading the instructions. <laughs> anyway, uh, we go into the theme song. Yes, we do. Uh, I have a note about the Viewmatic. Oh, you do? Yeah. Uh, Tim and Al are on, they're doing their tool show on mm -hmm. the Viewmatic TV screen. Mm -hmm. Realize it looks like uh, the TV from The Simpsons when they are in the opening theme song of their Th show. That's the one that shows like created by Matt Groening and stuff like after yeah. they sit down and think, oh, you're I right. I mean, it's probably not identical, but uh, very similar kind of 90s in your face style. Uh, but like a 90s take on kind of their stylized version of what a 50s TV looks like, because in the 90s, <laughs> yeah. that's what we were reflecting. on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so now uh, watch Simpsons through the guise of they're all rushing to get home for family hour to watch tool time together. You know, but that is kind of the show I could I could feel like The Simpsons watching. Anybody out there with Encyclopedic Simpsons knowledge, what are all the home improvement jokes on The Simpsons? Because you know they oh, were they've got to be there that. somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, The Simpsons was about everything that was happening in the 90s. They, and those were the good seasons, too, when they would have done it. 
yeah, you know the uh, the Homer backing into a bush gif. Yeah, is almost a home improvement gif. Every time I see it, I'm like, it's almost like a fence with a hedge. Oh yeah, and then Wilson just pops up on the other yeah. side. I think it also kind of reminds me of Tommy Boy when he's uh, at the very beginning running through the bushes to get to college. Yeah, and then, yeah. Uh, he runs through one as a kid, but then when it cuts to him running to um, college as an adult. He doesn't know there's a fence that got put up behind him, no. so he just slams into it. Uh, that's been Sif- Simpson's gift corner. I, I guess so. I would all wait one last thing before we leave this corner. Oh, okay. Uh, I would I've say already left. Fl- well, okay, Landon, Landon, wait. Flanders is the anti-Wilson. That's all. But they both say Heidi Ho, neighbor. They do both say Heidi Ho, but one, uh, one oafish male uh, patriarch, male patriarch is redundant. One oafish patriarch never wants to talk to the guy who says hi neighbor and the other oafish patriarch always wants to talk to the guy who says Heidi ho neighbor which is which homer hates flanders and never wants to oh, talk to I him oh i thought i was looking at it through the neighbor perspective no 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 cuz okay. bo- both of the neighbors want to talk to them yes the neighbors both want to talk so to him how do you him. know that homer wouldn't want to talk to wilson homer would love to talk to wilson but wilson doesn't live next door to homer flanders lives next door to homer and homer hates I flanders know. Oh, I think Homer might not want to talk to Wilson. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, Granted, it's been 20, 25 years since I've seen The Simpsons. So oh, Landon, not an expert here. Next podcast, because no one does podcasts about The Simpsons, except lots of people better at this than we are. Okay, <laughs> so we go from the theme song to the front door. Yes. Randy and Jill are coming in. Uh, he has just gotten a haircut. And he got overmoosed. Oh, God. This you gave shuddered. me some vapors oh to my borrow God. a term from you. Yes. Uh, this you were vaping hairstyle. hard. <laughs> you know, nobody, when they're, when they're an adolescent, ever thinks they're going to look back at their adolescent pictures the way that I saw people looking back at their pictures from the 80s yeah. and going, oh my God, the hair. <laughs> and uh, you're, you're just like, yeah, hair was terrible in the 80s, but now we've perfected having great hair that's always good and will always be in frosted style. tips. Yeah. <laughs> How can that go wrong? Uh, this... <laughs> gave me uh yeah this gave me a lot of vapors yeah uh, just seeing the amount of moose in his hair and knowing what i have done to my hair in the past uh <laughs> yeah it's it's uh i felt personally attacked but the difference is that is that jtt the forward-looking young tyke that he is already knows that he's he done fucked up yeah. and isn't happy with it and wants to get rid of it Whereas I feel like a lot of kids in the 90s were like, yeah, I'm gonna let's get as many pictures taken of me as possible <laughs> put them in a time capsule did you ever use moose uh, I, exp- when I was going to, like, when I was in high school, I experimented with mousse to try and get my hair to do the style that it currently does. Um, this doesn't really work for anyone who's not in the room right now, but my, uh, it's very feathery and luxurious. It's, it's parted almost, almost pompadour style, almost not quite. I was, well, to get that part to work, I tried mousse, but mousse just did, like, my hair is heavy and there's a lot yeah. of it, so I had to go to gel. So I'm more guilty yeah. of having a very, very hard, very crinkly gel look in my hair that makes it just look wet and and creepy and uh-huh. not good all day. That is precisely what I did as well, only my hair wasn't super long when I did it. It was very much Randy's uh, length in this episode, and so it just, yeah, it, it, it congeals into like, I almost feel like you could break it off. Yes, you absolutely could. You could with mine. <laughs> Uh, I think that your high school yearbook photo and my high school yearbook photo should fight and <laughs> see who wins. Mine will beat the shit. Well, what's what is the uh, contestant for? Like, what's what's the criteria for the, a champion? Uh, whoever wins, we lose. Is what I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, how do you know who beats each other? I I, I, I don't I guarantee mine. If you're going for awkward and awful, 
Mine will beat yours. I, I'm not thinking about the victory criteria. I just want them both to fight so they will hopefully both destroy each other and will not exist in this <laughs> just world never anymore. Exist ever. They will kill each other so bad that they stop existing in the past. <laughs> I'm not going to describe my photo entirely, but I'll give you just some words, some imagery. No fear. <laughs> on a t-shirt, perhaps? Th- that was middle school. Big uh, dogs on a t-shirt, perhaps? Not not in a high school photo. My mom would never let that Yeah, big happen. dogs got too, way, way too risque. <laughs> uh, sweater vest. Okay. Over a t-shirt. Okay. Okay, Landon. Cargo shorts. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I can't remember if I have a shaved head or the moose hairstyle or yeah. gel hairstyle. Um, a necklace with a yen on it. <laughs> I was uh, about 100 pounds heavier. And uh, doing... I'm going to make you describe this for the audience yeah. doing one of these moves uh, okay leg up forearm propped on the leg kind of like the reclining like uh, like you know that burt reynolds pose where he's sort of <laughs> recli- the, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, the kind of nude burt reynolds yeah yeah so i mean yep. clothes on but that all right doing that under a tree by a pond <laughs> so you got the pond in there huh <laughs> all right all right um uh, you know i think I, I'm just gonna, I think I'm just gonna do the Robin Williams and Goodwill Hunting thing and just tell you it's not your fault. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's not your fault. Thank you. It's not your fault, Landon. <laughs> I will end you. It's not your fault. <laughs> um, okay. <gasps> wow. Uh, that was a, that was a depressing to, yeah. yeah. Randy's haircut put us into a real tizzy. And the worst part is, this is the, this is the only time Randy's haircut matters because it, it, like he. I don't know. I, I disagree with that because he comes down later with oh, it unmoosed and it's just as bad. It's, yeah. The, yeah. It's, it's putting lipstick on a, on a bad haircut. But he, uh, <laughs> he, he says, you know, I've got a, Jill, you know, he's getting made fun of by the other brothers and yeah, Brad comes down and makes one of his hair. Yeah. And, and, and Jill says, oh, there's a perfectly fine haircut under there somewhere. And, <laughs> and Randy runs out of the room to go wash it out as, as best he can. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. So Brad has come down. He's made fun of Randy and tells, uh, Jill just out of nowhere, man, I can't wait to go to history class tomorrow. And Jill, who is apparently the only one who doesn't know Brad, is like, oh, I'm so glad you're excited about, you know, oh, what are you studying? He says, this new girl in class, Angela Lawson. Uh, yeah. that Th- Brad, still heterosexual. <laughs> still likes the girls. Yep. Uh, and then Tim comes in, and uh, Brad, I, I, this is, this whole, we're entering into. <laughs> an area with the boys where a weird horny area i they are just doing things that i can now in retrospect retrospect see that i did as well and yeah. it's just so yeah. fucking embarrassing because what he does after he makes this grandstand with jill about you know history yeah. class he immediately walks over to tim who's just come in and goes dad i can't wait to go to history class tomorrow uh just so that he can find some sort of asinine sideways way of talking about saying the thing that you really want to say yeah yeah like and and that thing is hey i'm uh horny <laughs> uh yeah but it's, tim's like oh new girl yeah 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 and uh so then uh then the phone rings yeah the phone rings and uh brad assumes that it's once again angela yeah. lawson picks it up oh no it's marty and <laughs> hands it over to tim uh, meanwhile, saying don't spend too long on the phone because I'm waiting for a call from Angela. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Brad's like, get, Tim's like, get the, get get out of here. Yeah, get pissed off. Pushes kid. him on the on the face. Yeah, pushes his face so hard. Yeah, pushes his just face in. Right, caves in. Smashes it on the counter. Yeah, yeah. It's it. His face <laughs> on face implodes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So anyway, Tim gets on the phone with Marty, yep. and uh oh, bad news. Uh oh, 
Marty's lost his job, guys. <gasps> Gasp. This, you know what? Hey, that's life in Bill Clinton's America. Am I right, folks? <laughs> Vote for, I think, Bob Dole? Um, Has he? I don't... Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Bill Clinton was president. He was running for re-election at this point. <laughs> I was just going to say, 96, he was just starting his second term. Uh, well, I mean, he was, like, the election is in November of 96. So is that he right? was, yeah, yeah. That's what that's I was trying to calculate. How, in my head. Yeah, that's how elections tend to work in, in this country. 96. I didn't know if it happened in yeah, 95, yeah, yeah. No, it, no. it happens on even years, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, some young intern by the name of Monica Lewinsky currently shuffled off to a job at the Pentagon for mm. the duration of the... Anyway, not, but that's enough background information for you folks. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, Marty has lost his job. He's uh, lost his job so hard that I forgot what his old job was. I don't think we ever knew. Uh, it might have been in construction. Does he look like a construction guy? What about Marty... <laughs> Screams no, out but construction. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of shrimpy. They've had conversations about that stuff before. I, I yeah, mean, like yeah, like building a swing set yeah. in the kid's backyard. T- what type about Dwayne from K and B Construction? He doesn't necessarily look like a construction worker. He looks like he might be like a airport security or uh, I don't know, a crossing guard or something. Yeah, but I, Marty looks like a guy who works in an office in front of a very large computer running Windows. Hey, maybe he works admin for a construction company. Okay, that I could see. That I could see. He does the books. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Marty's lost his job and, um, and then, uh, we get a weird transition from this scene. Yeah. Well, Brad also, he, he tries to interrupt with, uh, with Marty Mm -hmm. or with Tim on the phone with Marty saying, Hey, get off the phone. I got to call Angela. Yeah. Tim's like, uh, what? No, your uncle just lost his job. And he's like, well, she's going to be, uh, the person that consoles Consoles me." me. And then Tim Ong walks his face into the counter again. Yep. Uh, and then we get a, a lot tra- of abuse. In this we do episode. get a very confounding transition here. Yes. Where like a bunch of shit from the next scene flies in. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not that. No, that's the next one. Okay. Th- this one is because Tim is so upset with Brad in this yeah. moment, a lever comes up from the oh, ground right. and Tim just a uh, fake Tim hand uh, pulls the lever and Brad falls through the floor. <laughs> It's like, it's kind of like, I mean, I feel like I've seen shit like this on like, on like Eric Andre's talk show. Yes. Like that kind of, it's like almost a Tim and Eric level of weirdness. It really is. Although to be fair, I feel like a lot of Tim and Eric, like their comic sensibility is lampooning 90s type shit like this. Yeah, right, right. So it's, it's a, it's a snake eating its tail. Yeah. (laughs) It's MC Scat Cat eating its tail. Uh, We cut to the kitchen where uh, Tim is trying the fish trick again. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It it does not work. Yeah. He said this time it was the rinse cycle and still didn't didn't happen. So back to the drawing board. Why why would you even think a rinse cycle would, whatever. Why would you rinse a fish? Fish live underwater. They're pre-rinsed. Oh, my God. That's the beauty of seafood. <sighs> Marty arrives. Brad answers the door. Uh, Brad was on the phone the whole time. Which um, is why the line was busy. Which is, yeah, Marty said that he tried to call to say he was gone his way over, but uh, uh, couldn't get through. Uh, but he talks about uh, going out for some job interviews. Yep. And they did not go very well. No. He went to one where the uh, uh, employer said, hey, you remind me of my uh, my nephew. Yeah, and, and Tim said, oh, that's a good sign. He said, no, and he hired his nephew. <laughs> uh, These are real jokes. Uh, yeah, no, this is the, like, I, I'm, I'm about as excited about the joke as it <laughs> sounded like when I talked about it. Uh, then uh, Tim go, gets a grand grandiose idea. Yep. Like, he, uh, light bulb goes off over his head. And then explodes because he gave it too much power. <laughs> uh, that is totally what would happen to Tim's light bulbs. Yes. Uh, he says, hey, you know what? We are rebuilding the tool time set. This is news to us. Yeah. Uh, we could use a hand down there. Yeah. And Marty is 
like I heard this differently than Marty. Like Marty hears this, he's like, "Oh my God, thank you so much, Tim. Thank you so much." And Jill comes in. It's like, "Oh Marty, how's the job?" And he's like, "It's over. I got a job. I work for Tim now." And I'm like, "Wait, it." This sounded to me like, hey, we need, like, two days of manual right. labor yeah. help around set. And you're treating this like you've got a new career. Yeah, this is a gig, Tim. not a career. Yeah, this is this is literally, like, a couple hundred bucks in your pocket to help you make it through the month. This is not a new job. <laughs> right. You should Which not would, stop your job. If search. that were the case, it would make this episode so much more, I don't know, it wouldn't take the weight out of its sales. Because, like, you can deal with some on-set tension for two days. Yeah. You couldn't for, you know, a lifetime. Yeah, exactly. Or even for a few months, but yeah, yeah it, it's, it's, um, but yeah, so but they both get, Tim and Marty both get kind of excited about this when Jill yeah. comes down and, uh, they reveal, you know what, we used to have a lemonade stand together, uh, and we and, did lemonade stuff there, that's all I got. I yeah, <laughs> well, I think actually it's like we had a stand together and Jill goes, oh, you had a little lemonade stand, and they said, no, it was a lube stand where we'd like fix people's cars. Oh, I totally checked out, I, I missed all that. I, I was kind of, I was halfway checked in, halfway checked out. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the, the, again, yeah. how we forget this episode as it's happening. Yeah. Well, then Marty leaves, and I want to just draw attention here for a second. Uh, as he leaves, Jill gives Tim this incredulous look and looks like she's about to say something, yet we get this really aggressive uh, set transition that yes. the next scene slides into place as it does on most episodes. But, yeah. I mean, this one is just so fast-paced and out of nowhere. That it runs over Jill's line. And I guarantee it was a deleted scene. Yeah, because there is a, an allusion later in this episode to a conversation that Tim yes. and Jill had about Marty and Tim working together that we never see. Yeah. This is the perfect place for it. It's so weird because I was like, you know, he like Jill comes in and when she hears, you know, it's like, you know, my job search is over. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to work for Tim now. Oh, really? Like the, <laughs> the and I'm like, ah, now Jill is going to tell yeah. Tim why this is a bad idea, et cetera, et cetera. I and, think it's a good cut, though. I think it's a good cut, like, and I like that whole, you know, people, everyone sees it coming, the show's been on long enough, we know, yeah. and like, let's I've, avoid the unnecessary I've, scene. Exactly, yeah. It's just interesting to me that, like, like, what other aspect of this episode did you absolutely have to keep, <laughs> and you couldn't keep that, like, there's no, there's no particular chunk of meat on these bones that you no, need. No, no, but, I mean, if you have a meatless body anyway, uh, you just need to start cutting the bone cheese. Off. Cutting the cheese. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Fart jokes. Uh, if, if neither of the jokes work, then uh, scrap them and go with a with the new one about farting. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, we get to the tool time set. Yeah. It's blank. Yeah. And it's weird. It's they yeah. are legit rebuilding the tool time set. All of the things wish... on the set have been taken down, <laughs> including the calendar, guys. It was the happiest day of my life. <laughs> uh, I wish I had received notification of this. Uh, ahead of time it was a little um yeah it was a little it, jarring it is weird that they used their cold open on tool time to introduce a out of nowhere joke about cooking a fish in a dishwasher instead of some kind of setup for take one good last look at our set folks because we're building a new one the tool man salute to do a new sets and <laughs> uh, you know like i i'm not criticizing necessarily yeah. it's just interesting that they missed that opportunity to tie it in yeah you'd think that you know they make all of tim's home projects uh an episode of tool time why wouldn't they make the actual set where they film the thing uh an episode yeah the the set where they yeah the tool time salute to tool time <laughs> right yeah exactly yeah, again uh snake eating its tail uh marty is late yes. um and he's late because he doesn't have a parking spot yeah and and tim quickly tells him well you just you just started here you don't get up you don't yeah. get a parking spot and then al chimes in well and neither do i 
yeah, yeah, I've been here six years and I don't have a parking spot. And like, like I love that. I love that Marty wastes no time before he starts <laughs> organizing his workplace and like you know building a union. And he's like, well, wait, <laughs> Tim gets a parking space. Well, Tim, why don't you and Al just alternate parking spaces? And then Al's like, yeah, why don't we alternate? Why don't we alternate days in the parking space? Uh, and then this is, I guess, where Tim's kind of uh, flagrant noism mm -hmm. uh, comes to, comes in handy because he just like shoots them a look like, are you guys fucking kidding me? Yeah, get out of here. I'm not giving them my parking spot. And that, now that being said, also, if this show is being filmed in, I assume, the suburbs in the Midwest, I can't imagine parking is all that hard around the Tool Time Studios. Like, there, what, well, like there's not street parking around there? there I, I mean, I can't speak to necessarily the... I'm assuming... So we've never really figured this out in five seasons. They live in Hamtramck. I, we've kind of nailed down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where is the Tool Time set located? Is it in Hamtramck? Is it in Detroit proper? Is it on some sort of suburb? Like, because there's a lot of industrial areas around there where a studio could be. Sure. I mean, I don't know. I would assume that it's in an industrial area close to where they can get raw materials and mm -hmm. have trucks come in and, you know, and fire trucks can yeah. get in and, and ambulances. that's the case, like, I went to film school not, not close, but not super far from Hamtramck. Yeah. And I would imagine that the areas are somewhat similar because they're kind of suburbs- on the outskirts of industrial yeah. areas, there's no street parking. Really? We don't do street parking in Michigan. Wait, or at least not a in, thing? In those areas. No, you have your pull-in parking lots, and then that's it. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, then I, I then I guess color me wrong. I uh, <laughs> I assumed that you could. I mean, downtown Detroit proper there is, obviously. Sure, sure. But, uh, and like Ann Arbor, and I'm sure downtown area Lansing, like the big cities do, but mm -hmm. all these little offshoots no you know what maybe it was wrong of me to really start cracking into what the parking situation in suburban detroit is like because i am clearly out of my depth how here. dare you sir but yeah. i appreciate your contrition well thank you thank you you know what I, I i would and i would do the same to you if you tried to make assumptions about uh, the level of street parking in salem oregon there's loads of it so much street parking it's the <laughs> only good thing i'm moving there um d d as your friend landon <laughs> don't okay landon no this is no laughing matter do not i care about you too much uh okay so anyway uh heidi comes in i don't know why um i wrote heidi. that note because heidi yeah well okay. i mean she says something about like uh oh, oh somebody so, sparked in my spot yeah it's, heidi gets a parking spot right uh, uh we get a board transition yep to backstage marty is concerned about the quality of the wood that mm -hmm. tim is using to build the set yeah that apparently it comes from the like this type of wood oh it was pillaged from the rainforest we shouldn't be using this yeah like and and it's you know the greta thunberg in me is like well done yeah. marty marty just scored like a thousand points with me you, you know if if the world had been listening to marty in 96 we wouldn't have any trouble with global warming right now that's that's the fact marty is the al gore of this show uh and tim is the tim of this show because he's like i'm just worried about getting the job done yeah yeah uh you know we can't we can't hurt the economy dude um i didn't drive down to honduras to make sure that this boards didn't come from there and when and when uh when al tries to intervene in their fight tim says you know if you if you know butt out of this alley you're gonna be parking in honduras <laughs> uh we get a measuring tape transition yes uh, to the next scene i have to imagine because uh spoiler alert for our stinger of the show um we get Marty and Tim doing a measuring tape uh, race on the table. Yes. I have to imagine that was probably like an improv that they were doing to put a scene together. Yes. And maybe this transition of the measuring tape uh, is some remnant of that before it got deleted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see that. I could see that. 
Anyway, we cut yeah, to backstage. Sorry, I, don't have, I don't have more to go with. That, that's just very plausible. Uh, we cut to backstage. Marty is painting while Tim is watching over his shoulder. Yeah, he's painting He's painting the pegboard. They're going to put tools up on. I should also just mention, if you're thinking to yourself, wow, there's been a lot of transitions recently. There have been. <laughs> this, this isn't approaching the speed of Room Without a View, Not where quite. the transitions come so fast it, that you're punch flirted drunk. with it, though. Yeah, no, it got close. It got close. Uh, but yeah, he's, uh, he's painting a pegboard and Tim is accusing him of glopping the paint on there, which he says is going to lead to paint plugage in the peg holes. And, uh, and Marty counters that, uh, I half-assed that Marty yell. (laughs) Marty counters that he can go in there and do some, uh, toothpick pokage to clear out the paint plugage. And Tim's like, well, if you have to do the toothpick pokage, then you're going over the whole job a second time. And they start getting into this fight. And then of course, Al chimes in with a, no, Landon, I want you to do it. Nothing stops the momentum, like like me being polite to like you, being courteous. Yeah, <laughs> this is why all the best podcasts are two dudes who are really mean and dick on each other all the time. <laughs> you know what, Landon? No, you suck. You ruined this. Here, I'll take it. Al comes up and says, "How about some? Hey guys, don't fight. How about some group huggage?" <laughs> and he he holds out his arms. And Tim and Marty are united in their seeming disdain for Al in yes. this moment. Um, Although I would have <laughs> hugged him. Uh, so with the transition. Oh, oh, God. The transition oh, you, yeah. literally did hug him because two arms come out from the void and just embrace the entire screen in a squeeze. This and is, we go to uh, black. This is the first actually upsetting transition I've had in a few years. This is the first one where I'm like, I didn't like that. <laughs> Bring back Pink's wife. <laughs> Ew. Mm. Uh, we cut to the living room where Mark, uh, in his only moments in this episode, yes. <laughs> notices uh, Brad with his new girlfriend walking up to the house. Um, and Randy shows up to spy as well. Yes. Randy, whose hair does not look great, as you've mentioned, something... It's the whole ensemble. It was just, like, the, like, the, like, blonde highlights with the baggy sweater. And the kind of everything about it looking hair. Yeah. And, and as a bowl cut haver back at that point in time, I, I feel it. Like, I just, he looked like someone, a kid trying too hard to fit in with coffee house culture. (laughs) Uh, it was just, it, it was I'm so Seattle, 90s gang. that I couldn't, I could not swallow it. You heard about this Kurt Cobain everybody's talking about? <laughs> um, nothing says coffee house culture like Nirvana. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, Seattle, I don't know. Yeah, they both come from Seattle. There you go. Yes, there you go. That's, that's the tenuous connection. <laughs> Jill is on the computer in the background and she's like, quit spying on your brother. And then she gets up, uh, and joins them. To watch uh, Brad saunter over with uh, a new blonde. Yes, he's got a type, doesn't he? He certainly does. Yes, and this is uh, Angela Angela Lansbury. Yes, Uh, (laughs) thank you. I got it in one. But uh, yeah, they're all kind of gawking out the window at Angela as she walks up, and are like, "Oh my god! Oh, she's so pretty! Oh wow! They're so amazed! Like, how did he pull this off? Oh, she's so pretty." Uh, And then they come in. And then she walks in, and we are introduced to Angela for the first of multiple appearances. Oh, my God. I know. Uh, Well, tell me a thing about about whoever played Angela. Oh, well, then step right this way, sir. Oh, what? why? (laughs) The the walls seem to be joining at a 90-degree angle. Is this... That's right. It's... It's... Landon, I set you up for it, dude. Come on. You're talking to me about what kills the momentum of a joke. Uh, okay, uh, you know what, uh, Laura, let's just cut, alright, and um, here we'll, th- we'll get hair and makeup in, and then we'll just reset, and let's take this one more time, okay? Alright, thank all right, you. Alright, whenever you're all right. ready. Give me your last line again. Okay, okay, uh, 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 wow, are, are these two walls joining together at a 90 degree angle? Why, yes sir, they are, because this is Character Actor Corner. Oh my god, that's amazing, on the first try! <sighs> Woo! 
the audience goes crazy. Uh, Angela Lawson is played by character actor Kristen Clayton. Kristen Clayton. Kristen Clayton. Is she related to Michael Clayton, the legal fixer uh, from that movie that was nominated for Best Picture? <laughs> Michael Clayton? Yeah. No, uh, she's not. Oh, hard stop. I'm 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 less interested then. <laughs> Although I guess I'm happy because his car blows up, and that would have been traumatizing to have your father's car blow up. Go on. Kristen Clayton has six credits. Okay, so that really limits your uh, guesses for ER. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm gonna tell you, I'm excited about this. Yeah. She. Okay, so you're familiar with Freddy Krueger. I've heard of him. Yes, from you. <laughs> He's in a little uh, film franchise called Nightmare on Elm Street. I've heard about it from you. And uh, one of the things that typically comes along with Fre- uh, whenever somebody is talking about Nightmare on Elm Street is the little um, lullaby that's sung. One, two, Freddy's coming for mm-hmm. you. Uh, so this girl plays little girl who sings that Whoa. in uh so in, in which one? we don't we don't see it, uh the girl singing it until mm-hmm. the third one dream yeah. uh dream warriors but she's in three and four uh dream master as a little girl singing the the rhyme the little nursery rhyme which and which, jump roping outside the house yeah uh, okay which a cool b which which uh nightmare on elm street movie is the one that has the video by dokken at the end where then after the vi- the music video freddy krueger wakes up and is like he's dreamed the music video but he's like scared of dokken that's a good question i th- think that's three I that's th- that's dream, dream warriors? warriors i feel because i feel like it's like i think I the know, song is called dream warriors fat boys also do an amazing one i but i think that's but, five but is it is it extreme enough to scare freddy krueger in one of his dreams uh, who were those guys <laughs> i think it's dream warriors having because that had the biggest hit song from the franchise yeah um, but i can't remember if it's docking i i have to admit i love the nightmare on elm street series but i don't know it as in and out as i do you're a Jason boy. Yeah. yeah yeah okay okay i was i've not seen any of them but i have seen that music video because Stuart wellington on the Flophouse talked about it <laughs> and so my greatest experience with Freddy Krueger is him being scared by the band Dokken. So to me, he's just like this kind of comedy character who's scared of a metal band. Oh my goodness. Um, she was also in Freddy's Nightmares, wow. the uh, short-lived TV series based okay. on Nightmare on Elm Street. And The Hidden, which is another uh, horror movie. Wow, she's really a scream queen, isn't she? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Uh, the question is, was she on ER? I'm going to say, based on the fact that she has six credits, one of them is Home Improvement, three of them are are Friday the 13th movies. No, not Friday the 13th movies. Uh, Nightmare on Elm 13th movies. Uh, I'm going to say no. You are correct. Oh, thank God. She is not in ER. Nice. Um, it would have been... I would I would have had to quit the game if, if like her one other credit was ER. Her only other credit that I didn't mention was The Magical World of Disney where she played The Bride of Boogity. What? The Bride of Boogity? No kidding. I didn't know there was a sequel to that. Uh, the Boogity Man was a Disney made-for-TV movie that scared the shit out of me as a kid. Is it like, but this is different from Nightmare Before Christmas? Like, Oh, yeah, this is long before made-for-TV, low production value, uh, cartoony noises, all kinds of oh, stuff. Oh, like I Magic mean, like, Island? Okay. 
honestly very much on that level. A uh, Magic Island-esque romp, I if you will. I think you could actually watch Mr. Boogity on Disney Plus if you have it right now, and I highly <laughs> recommend you do because it is one of the so mi- bad it's good. One of the many great titles on, <laughs> on Disney Plus. I had no idea that there was a sequel to this, and now I have to get Disney Plus again to see if Bride of Boogity is on there. Get the fuck out of my way, Mandalorian. <laughs> I gotta see the sequel to Mr. Boogity. <laughs> Chris and Clayton... Character actor corner. Thank you for your ticket. Please step out of character actor corner. Oh, okay. I mean, do you validate parking or? Uh, all right. Well, here we are. There's is there street parking for character actor corner? <laughs> anyway, uh, she comes in. Amanda Lansbury is what I'm going to keep calling her. Uh, Angela. Angela Lawson. Lans- Angela Lawson. Uh, okay, whatever. So this I girl can, can literally see that not going into the proper receptacles in your head. Much like the rest of this episode. So some lady comes into the house. Uh, She comes in and uh, they introduce her or like Brad introduces her to the family and Jill asks her, oh, you know, I hear you're new here. What do you think of school? And I'm not going to imitate it, but she begins talking in a super fast, super high pitched valley girl patois like this, like that. It was like it was all. Yeah, very, very quick, fast talker like the Micro Machines uh, guy from the era that we're now in could could be her daughter for all we know <laughs> his daughter for that matter uh we also don't know that his gender was necessarily male it was a different time and period maybe he felt differently yeah no absolutely i i, I you know if the <laughs> welcome to grunt work where we're debating whether the micro machines guy is gender fluid um <laughs> but we <laughs> so the so but she's just got this super annoying nails on a chalkboard voice yeah. and mannerisms and everything and all you know brad and no no Randy and Mark and Jill's faces all just fall as she talks. And then Brad says, well, we're going to go upstairs and work on some homework. Yeah. And she leaves. And she's, she, her words are carrying her away. That's how much she's talking. Yeah. She doesn't even aware of it. Brad just turns at a certain point and just gives a double thumbs up to the family. He's like, she's great. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Jill's just like, ah, that's how he did it. <laughs> and uh, we get a impression of Randy. Randy does an impression of uh angela yes um which i got i just want to put emphasis on this for a moment because it felt like one of the first adult moments to give jtt i don't know it's not an adult moment but you know what i mean like it's it's not a kid joke anymore he's just giving a joke on par with any of the other cast members i feel like he's been doing that for a while i know what you mean but i feel like i've seen a few other but it wasn't like it didn't hinge on him being precocious it just hinged on him being an actor in the scene i i still would like i still understand your point i just still think i've seen him do that kind of bit non-precociously <sighs> okay all right landon you get out your nunchucks podcast and all... is being torn asunder okay all right brass knuckles let's do it dude no actually no put aside the nunchucks and brass knuckles let's fight with sledgehammers <laughs> like in streets of fire i'm willem dafoe as in every situation um so uh, well look i i uh but he does this impression of her, which I think, as someone who does bad impressions, it's a pretty bad impression. What? The crowd treats it like <laughs> like it's the greatest thing they've seen in their lives. People are going apeshit for this. Yeah. Just like, oh, no, he did not. He did not. <laughs> well, they don't know what they're missing because they uh, don't have tickets to JTT Junction. Oh, my God. We just left the character after corner. And now we're getting on the trolley. <laughs> Uh, we certainly are. Ding, ding. Here we go. <laughs> ding a ling. I feel like I have lost my second page to this, uh, which Uh-oh. is annoying. Let's try uh, keep your hands and arms inside. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. <laughs> just want to make sure I have. Okay, I got it open. Uh, here we go. Welcome uh, aboard the Metro Red Line. 
Next destination is JTT Junction. <laughs> Thank you for the filler. Uh, Bienvenidos a la Metro Redline. <laughs> uh, for how often I ride that thing and listen to the Spanish language announcements, you'd think I would have remembered it by now. Yeah, picked it up a little bit. Yes, this is Truman's Public Transit Corner. <laughs> Well, for those of you just rejoining us after our long break, we are reading excerpts from the totally unauthorized biography of JTT called Totally JTT! Exclamation point by Michael Ann John's pseudonym. Uh, I can't remember her actual name at this point. Such a long intro. <laughs> you never know. There could be uh, talent scouts just tuning in for the first time. They, they, and they just and they're 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 talent scouts looking for a new person to introduce things in a in a comprehensive and detailed fashion. So uh, last time we left off in uh, chapter two, we are on page eighteen. If you're following along. <laughs> You really are holding out this desperate hope that people are following along. Everyone's like, like, pull out your hymnals, flip, 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 flip. Uh, well, it is Teases. So uh, is teases. last time we talked about him, he just started auditioning uh, and getting stuck in Los Angeles, uh, finding a more permanent place in Los Angeles yes. with his mother. Yes. Okay. So auditioning, Hollywood. Here we go. Yes. Uh, in early 1990, Jonathan got the opportunity to try out for his first television series. Ooh. Uh, I want to correct it. It's audition, not try out. Uh, <laughs> uh, Landon, did you used to act or something? <laughs> the Bradys oh, God. Uh, was a half-hour CBS sitcom revolving around the lives of the now-grown-up Brady Bunch. Oof. Fact check, it's actually an hour-long drama. That is why it only lasted five episodes. Yeah, that that well, that is not a firm That's foundation not, to build a drama. Not a joke. On. That is a true statement. It's not a half-hour sitcom like the original Brady Bunch. It's a one-hour drama. So did it have like a very dramatic theme song? It was like, "This is a story <laughs> about exactly. a family." Um, the actors who played the kids on the legendary '70s series were all reprising their roles this time as adults with their own families. Barry Williams, who played uh, Greg on the original series, mm -hmm. uh, the oldest of the bunch, mm -hmm. would be married and uh, dad in the Bradys. The part of his son, Kevin went to Jonathan. Oh my. Playing Kevin was a nice piece of acting on Jonathan's part. <laughs> it's a nice piece of acting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for the character was completely unlike him in real life. That's okay. not a full sentence, but she made it one. All right. Uh, hey, anything is possible. <laughs> yeah, Richard. I know. Kevin was the scriptwriter's idea of a seven-year-old. Not very articulate, extremely silly, and childish. What? As a scriptwriter, I take offense. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, of course, was never like that. He was never silly. He's, in fact, the least silly. But when he stepped into Kevin's... <laughs> To Kevin's sneakers, he became the character completely. Wow. <laughs> a veritable Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> uh, but only with the left shoe. <laughs> That's a Daniel Day-Lewis joke for you. Being on, television, being on a television series changed everything for Jonathan and his mom. <laughs> it was a whole new schedule, a whole new lifestyle, and JTT, as usual was a quick picker-upper of the ropes. That's how she chose to phrase <laughs> a that. A quick picker-upper of the ropes. That's Was she having phrase... a stroke as she wrote the first 20 pages of this book? Buckle up, buddy. Oh, boy. Uh, even though he didn't work every day on the show because of the large ensemble cast, no one really had to. Uh, it's a good gig. <laughs> I guess. He was required to be in Los Angeles uh, and be available on a moment's notice. The studio provided a tutor uh, who would get assignments from his third-grade teacher in Sacramento. He found out that the kids on TV shows are required to put in only three hours of schooling per day. Oh, From day one, Jonathan son. always put in more. Oh, 
I was just saying, sign me up for being a child actor. That sounds brilliant. But not Jesus. Yeah. You got to learn from the, the scriptures. I guess so, yeah. He's, he's climbing up on a mountain or something, getting big stone tablets. Uh, being on the Brady's was his first experience uh, with the lifestyle of a young TV actor, and Jonathan liked it an awful lot. The cocaine, the parties, <laughs> the women. That's his next TV series. Uh he had no trouble adapting to his new schedule, being on set one day, working with a tutor and an actor, being on, uh, being home the next, and so on. Uh, this is well, where I feel like she got real lazy with yeah, the filler. So, so wait, so his schedule is being at work and being at home. That's so unique to being an actor. I, I, uh, I, I you know, however, did I adapt to that when I was going to work? Uh, he reveled in the challenge of, challenge of playing a kid so very different from himself. He got along well with the. Uh, all the adults in the cast, and became friends with all the kids. In between scenes, he and the other kids in the cast would go outside to the Paramount Studio uh, lot where the Brady's was being taped uh, to play. Sometimes they'd run around playing tag. Other times they'd toss a football around. Wow. And those were that, and that was it. <laughs> that, the, Guys, what's going to be today? Tag or football? Uh, okay. I, I wish that the book did end there. That would be amazing. <laughs> Me just, too. Just like, just, yep, he had his whole life ahead of him. The end. <laughs> Uh, okay, now we're going to cash that uh, check from earlier in the episode. Yeah. One memorable, memorable day, JTT was playing ball with uh, Michael Melby, who played Mickey Logan on the Brady's. Name dropper. <laughs> Come on. Uh, when who should walk over to them but comedian Arsenio Hall. Whoop. Oh, okay. Yep, I'm not doing the thing. <laughs> Truman is trying to do the thing. I'm, I'm not really old enough to have watched a lot of Arsenio, but I know who he is. Okay. <laughs> you know who also appeared on Arsenio? Uh, Mr. Rogers. Jason Voorhees. <gasps> uh, at the time, Arsenio was hosting his very own popular late night talk show, which just happened to tape over at Paramount. A sports lover himself, he took a few moments to hang out with Jonathan and his little buddy. Ooh, that's some his shade little buddy? It. Wow. What was it? The, was it uh, Gilligan on Gilligan's Island? There's <laughs> a big time shade thrown there. Uh, she probably reached out for a comment from Michael Melby and was like, <laughs> no comment. She's like, all right, you're going as a little buddy. Fuck you, little buddy. <laughs> uh, the next day, Arsenio came back to where the kids were playing, this time bearing a gift. It was an autographed Nerf football for Jonathan. Autographed by Arsenio Hall? <laughs> Uh, presumably. Wait, yeah, yeah, wait, who's it, who's it autographed? I that's, uh, okay, so, so wait, hey, I thought, uh, you might enjoy, uh, this thing with my name on it. Like, was Arsenio Hall a sports guy? Yeah, well, he just said as a, a sports lover himself. Yeah, but a sports lover, but like. Well, like, was he known for sports? It's, it's no, like, I, it's like, I love Mystery Science Theater 3000, but I'm not gonna, like, start signing MST3K memorabilia. <laughs> like, hey, I'm a huge fan of this thing, and I signed this merch, do you want it? It's more valuable now. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, naturally, JTT, all of nine years old at the time, was thrilled. Arsenio was a big star, and here he was. Uh, here was an autographed treasure. Not surprisingly, his elation, uh, his el elation. Oh, can't yeah, say that word. Elation. El Am I saying that right? Yeah, elation. Elation. I'm having a stroke right now. No, uh, just, hey, but takes you closer to the author. <laughs> was is this book like the video in the ring? Like you, you read it and then you die seven days later. <laughs> I think so. Well, uh, only when you complete it. So okay. Well, we'll got, never have to complete. this Got book. a lot of time. Um. So not surprisingly, his elation was not shared by the other little actor. Wow. She is Ooh, throwing geez. some diminutive words at this kid. The other actor was more of a David Letterman fan. <laughs> uh, quote, he was kind of upset that Arsenio had given, them, uh, given the ball to me and not to him, Jonathan remembers. Without a moment's hesitation and without any prompting from anyone, Jonathan... JTT cut the ball in half. <laughs> it's a better solution. Uh, 
<laughs> one got Arsenio, the other got Hall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jonathan simply gave his treasure to his young co-star. It was a typical move for the big-hearted Jonathan, who couldn't bear to see someone left out. He still can't. Oh. So, so really, really, I mean, reinforcing the teases thing. I mean, loaves and fishes. I yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're almost done. I, I thought we'd make this a little bit longer of a JTT Junction so that we can... Close chapter two. Oh, finally. So we have just a few more paragraphs. Yeah. And I want to preface this next paragraph by saying, uh, here on Grunt Work, it's no secret. I trip over my words. I don't know the meanings of words that I use 90% of the time. Yeah. Uh, Witness. So I'm embarrassed to admit that, uh, but warts and all, there's a word that's coming up here in a book about JTT that I don't know and don't know how to pronounce. Okay, this is good. This is good. This is you're studying up for the SATs, I guess. Uh, SATs. Here we go. SAJTT. Jonathan's largesse. 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 Yes. R L A R G E S S E. Yes. What does it mean? That, that means generosity, willingness to give things to others. Oh, yes. The more you know. Dear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fraser. <laughs> Jonathan's generosity didn't go completely unwarded. Uh, his mom, who all along had been the one to teach him respect for the feelings of others, went out and bought him a similar Nerf football. Oh, and but but I mean, and she, I don't know if she signed it. She didn't say Nerf. Well, actually, Nerf footballs are not really known for being super valuable items. <laughs> like that's like it's, ninety nine cents. It's all about cents. the sentimentality. She she recognizes the respect and uh, what uh, what Jonathan did, and she's like you know what, I'm going to get you a Nerf football because it's going to remind you to be respectful because you were in the past. Okay. Uh, that's what I said. Of course, uh, this Nerf football had no autograph, so it wasn't the same. Yeah. Uh, but it did symbolize just how ni- nice Jonathan had been. That football remains on the shelf in his room to this day. Wow. How she knows that, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am looking at it as we speak. I've taken <laughs> JTT as a lover. We're almost done here. The Brady's, which began to, its run on CBS in September 1990, was Jonathan's True first taste of being a regular on a TV series. It ended its run in September of 1990. <laughs> it tasted good. Oh. <laughs> Jonathan learned by leaps and bounds how to work with an ensemble cast, how to take direction, hit his marks, memorize his script, and deliver his lines. I believe we already covered all that stuff yeah. previously. but Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, he learned it a second time. It was even better. <laughs> Did we miss a chapter where he went into a coma and came yeah. out amnesiac? Um <laughs> uh, and to create a believable character. Uh, let's see. He learned something else about life uh, in the showbiz lane. Oh, okay. If, he, like I, I, tr- I did lane? trip over my words there, but it's because that's how, how that's written. The showbiz lane. I don't drive in the showbiz <laughs> lane. Is that like a... You need like a special transponder to I do think that? You at least need two people in your car to get through the... But, but one of them has to be a celebrity. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, that, that's uh, that's all uh, John Cryer from uh, Two and a Half Men is doing these days. He's <laughs> just getting in people's cars so they can use that lane. It's like a subservice of Uber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Busey does it. Uber X, Uber Black, Uber Celebrity, Uber Busey. <laughs> um, the Uber okay. Busey is actually uh, Gary Busey's final form. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to repeat that sentence. He learned something else about life in the showbiz lane. Yeah. All about disappointment. Wow, the sequel to All About Eve. <laughs> uh, just for as for just as JTT was getting used to his new routine, the Brady's Brady's was abruptly canceled after seven airings. Oof. I need to be listed as only th- uh, five. So uh, the fact checking on this, uh, I think, needs to happen. Throw anyway. the whole thing. Throw throw the book in the trash. Throw the computer you're reading it on in the trash. This book is not accurate. 
yeah, so now I'm automatically questioning, does he have the Nerf football on his shelf to this day? Yeah. I don't know. It's all... Yeah. What did, can I trust anymore? Did he beat Arsenio? <laughs> uh, it hadn't done well in the ratings, and the network simply exercised its option to cease production. No further explanation was required. The sets were torn down. The actors were not told to report to work anymore. The actors were taken out back and shot. The I, end. I did say they were not told. I meant to say they were told not to. Okay. Uh, so, I, I mean, that would be kind of a really shitty way to cancel a show, just to not tell someone that they were fired. Yeah, they just show up at the set, and it's, you know, they're building the set just for... burning embers. Yeah. Um, That's how we do it. Never leave a trace, boys. <laughs> All right. Things are going to take a turn. We got we to gotta reset the tone Okay. Here. <sighs> Suddenly, Jonathan was jobless. He knew he and the other actors had done a really good job, but he found out that in showbiz, being good at what you do isn't always enough. Sounds like Marty. Yeah, God. Wow, the parallels are amazing. Uh, he began to understand the role of luck and timing, uh, how they play in this world. Wow, I, I really fucked up the dramatic nature Speaking of Speaking of timing, uh, <laughs> Landon knows a thing or two about timing. <laughs> Although he didn't know it uh, at the time, an improvement in his luck, was just around the corner. Can you imagine where we're heading next? That's uh, the end of the chapter. Are we heading to Home Improvement Corner? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out next week on JTT Junction. Wow, that was an exciting conclusion to Chapter 2. Little, I know. You know, the, there, were, there were the highest highs of getting a football from Arsenio Hall. There's the lowest lows from the Brady Bunch <laughs> spinoff getting canceled. Uh, we covered a lot this week. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, study up for next week. Uh, there will be a test. So we don't forget what happened. Yeah, never, never forget. forget. Hashtag. <laughs> ne never forget, which was later co-opted by the 9-11 people, was initially <laughs> used to remember the cancellation of the Brady Bunch spinoff. Uh, back to the kitchen. Yes. Uh, Brad just took his girlfriend upstairs. Tim comes home. Jill inquires about uh, how the day went with Marty. And uh, Tim basically says, you were right. I should not have worked with my brother. You can tell me I told you so if you want. Now, if anything that we need to remember this episode by, it's this very moment. It's Tim acknowledging that Jill was right and he was wrong. Yes, exactly. Maybe that's why they cut the scene of Jill telling him this would be a bad <laughs> idea out because they realized Tim was, would, like, it would add even more uh, importance to Tim yeah. admitting wrongdoing later. Perhaps uh, that's true. Who knows? Marty was chewing on a bologna sandwich during lunch, and that annoyed Tim. Yeah, he, he, he spent six hours chewing on his bologna sandwich. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just saying he's a bad worker, and he's always, uh, you know, he's always trying to start crap and nitpick everything Tim does. And also, he got Al all riled up about not having a parking space, and Jill goes, Al doesn't have a parking space! <laughs> <laughs> a, good, a good running joke that I like. Uh, uh, but yeah, so he goes on to say that, um, man, after today, I just want some peace and quiet. I don't want, uh, any more chattering. I don't want any more tension, nothing. Cue Angela Lawson coming down to get a soda. And she talks a whole lot about this soda she's going to get. <laughs> she is a, what was the term you used long ago? A whirling dervish? Uh, yeah, she is a whirling dervish. Uh, she just comes in talking. She whirls everybody. Dervin. Walks out, not ha letting anyone even respond to her. Yeah. And Tim just stares at her and goes, uh, Brad's new girlfriend? Yep. Cute. Yep. 
Yep, yep. Then we get a Chattering Teeth transition. Now I'm wondering, is the Chattering Teeth that confounded me when we saw it, but yeah. is it to tie in to the fact that she's a talker? A chatterbox? I think so, okay. yes. Right. But it's like a circle of Chattering Teeth march in from the edges of the screen in a circle and then one in the center of the circle coming towards us. What it's, kind of pagan uh, ritual is this? I don't know. There's some weird teeth-oriented cult that I, I cannot imagine what awful uh, what awful dentist they're summoning. Demon dentist is coming Yeesh. up. Uh, we cut to the backyard where Wilson is practicing hurling. Yes. And Tim says, oh man, if you try some of Jill's meatloaf, you'll become an expert at hurling. Oh, no, 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 Tim. Hurling is an ancient sport akin to field hockey. Yeah, I guess so. It looked to me it just mainly looks like him trying to like bat a ball up in the air off of a, a wooden pad. <laughs> I know. I wondered. <laughs> the thought occurred to me of like, because uh, I feel like I I've seen hurling. I mean, isn't it an Olympic sport? Probably. There's a bunch of like weird Olympic sports. Yeah. So to me, this was like he's like bouncing it on a stick, and I'm like, is this the equivalent of somebody saying, "Oh yeah, basketball is a, an ancient sport," and it's just him spinning a ball on his finger like it ever plays into the game of. <laughs> basketball it doesn't i have to imagine that bouncing this ball on the stick has nothing to do with hurling he's, he's doing a, an intricate end zone dance football is the most popular sport in america <laughs> uh anyway tim expounds his uh problems with marty he's throwing molotov cocktails at police soccer is quite popular in england <laughs> um okay now that's all the sports knowledge i know yes yeah they're talking about uh sibling rivalry yep. and the issues tim is having with his brother and wilson compares him to uh romulus and remus yep uh two brothers raised by wolves who could never get along and then they tried to build a city together and uh their uh their tensions got so strong that one of them killed the other one and the audience i don't know if you caught the audience yeah. here but the audience to, not even Tim's line or anything just goes, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. To the story about ancient mythology. Yeah, yeah, like like some somebody had somebody didn't get any spoilers about this. So like his whole life for all of history was like, no, don't talk about Romulus and Remus. No, no, no. I'm I'm waiting to see. I haven't seen I haven't seen Romulus and Remus yet. <laughs> do, do they build Rome or not? I don't know. Uh, but it comes to the lesson to meet Marty halfway. Uh, and I'm not sure if that's really the t like. And again, I'm not saying like I know the story of Romulus. No, and it's, Remus, it's, but it's like, a ham fist. I, the same thought went through my but head. Like, 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 is this what you can take out of? Was it really that they like couldn't get along and one killed the other? Like, is that what the parables? You're missing about? some nuance there. Or, or was it? Just, or was it just like the day before they shot this? The writers were like, oh god. Did, was there like a myth or something about brothers? Oh fuck! No, not Cain and Abel. Two, two Jesus Eve. What's another one? Uh, yeah, like they're flipping through an encyclopedia, yeah, I, booting up Encarta. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we get out of this scene because Tim watched beeps. Do, do you think? Do you think there will? Do you think there's ever going to be a totally half-assed Wilson scene where where Wilson's like, "Well, the Oxford English Dictionary defines brothers as two uh, male siblings related by birth." Uh, <laughs> I kind of feel like we've already had that. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Uh, Tim's uh, watch beeps. Yes, uh, he's got a flounder. He's got a eight pound sturgeon this time. And uh, he goes inside, and Wilson just has this look on his face that says, I'm going to smell this. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> to. be perfectly honest, though, it's probably necessary payback. I can't imagine with all the shit that Wilson does outside that yeah. the Taylor's yard probably doesn't smell that great. Well, Wilson is always cooking things that are not traditionally considered to be food. So, uh, yeah, yeah, no, he's definitely, you know, he, he got he's getting what's coming to him. Tool time. Marty uh, comes in. Uh, it's after hours and wants to quit. Yep. 
Yep. Uh, because Says that Tim's impossible to work for. Yeah, yeah, it's just too hard. And Tim brings up the story of Romeo and Rolex, the two brothers with a severe rash who built a halfway house. This is what Wilson's thing has deteriorated into. Uh, but this doesn't this doesn't stop Marty from wanting to quit. He says that Tim is a you know a control freak and just it's just too hard to work with and he can't do it. And I, I want to kind of get your thoughts on this because yeah. Tim responds to that by saying, "Yeah, my show, my boss, or I'm boss, or <laughs> I, 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 me boss, me Tim. Yeah, bro, I show. That is the essence of it. Me show, me boss. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Where I I don't know. I mean, I I get that part of it. maybe it's just the way that Tim is handling it that I'm not like on board with, but. Are we ever on board with the way Tim handles <laughs> no, anything? Yeah. No, not at all. Um, that's why neither you or I could be boss of this podcast. Exactly. That's why. <laughs> that's why we are co-bosses. <laughs> uh, I. I mean, how I think he. I don't think he handles it well, but I think his point is is well made. I mean, I. I, I mean, I think the first fuck up is like, yeah, you absolutely shouldn't hire your brother to do work for you. Yeah, that's uh, that was the first mistake. So maybe this whole argument is moot. But I, I don't. I don't necessarily think so. But like it. Um, but, but yeah, I think that Tim is though. Tim is in the right. Just like, look, I hired you to come on and help me. The job exists because it is something for my show. My work on this show is what generated the money that we are spending to pay you. Yeah. So just do what I say. I understand that to a certain degree. I, I guess my question is more just from a creative perspective of having a dictator on set as opposed to a collaborator being open to other people's ideas if they have interesting ones like i just don't like this strict mandate of i'm the boss you do what i say well maybe that's my shit <laughs> i i'm that might that might be your shit with like landon for those of you playing along at home uh, owned his own business uh, that consisted of him for a great many years and didn't really have to deal with the office culture that the rest yeah. of us schlubs do um, I, I also have worked from home for the past four years, so I don't really have to deal with an office <laughs> know, culture I either. I don't really take that attitude into my current job, though. No, I don't think you did. I mean, the fact that you've been at your current job for a couple of years suggests that you you haven't. I mean, no, but I like to take the sense of like not assuming that the the person above me is going to just mandate things and like they hired me for a reason to provide them solutions and ideas, sure, and creative solutions. So I wouldn't just go, okay, I'm here, tell me what to do. Uh, okay, well, no, no, no. And look, I, I agree with you. And look, I'm in a I'm in a situation now with a job that I'm working on where I am trying to put forth creative solutions for a thing, and the person above me, I don't feel like is really uh, always hearing them out in the way that I'd like. But my response to that, unlike unlike uh, Marty's, is to be like, okay, I'll just no, hey, I'll just do what you want me to do. I'm hey, I'm just here, you know, for the paycheck. So I feel like Marty. Marty pushes too hard. I think they're both pushing too hard. Marty needs to be able to chill and just go okay, with the yeah, flow. Yeah. But Tim also needs to chill and go with the flow. I think the real issue here is that I'm an only child and you're an only child. Yes. <laughs> and we're witnessing a sibling rivalry. Yeah. And I don't know how this goes. Why aren't why are these two people just like <laughs> acting rational to each other? Why aren't these two people who grew up in the same house competing for their parents' attention and affection, especially with a single mother, why aren't they able to behave more rationally and ordinarily to each other as two complete strangers would uh well how about this okay well actually it's the next scene so okay how about um, how about this let's continue the podcast i don't know why my note here just says all brothers are doing bad oh because he goes through the whole thing about i'll get the money from jeff well where's yeah. jeff gonna get it he's doing yeah. worse than you okay so that whole yeah, thing i'll get it from jeff well who, you know who's jeff gonna get it? you know well then i'll go i'll go to steve well who's steve gonna get it from well steve's gonna talk to larry well who's larry gonna get the money from larry's gonna get the money from you <laughs> so it's like a big roundabout way yeah, yeah snake eating his tail we go to the hardware store uh marty is looking over the want wanted ads wanted want ads yeah want, want ads what do you call those the, the, the classified classified yeah there yeah, that's yeah. what the, the word i was looking for. yeah 
uh, with Benny. Yes, and Benny is being extremely helpful as uh, always. He, he's in that he's completely silent and yes. not saying a word. He's, he's just looking over his shoulder. He's got a mouthful of donut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta be honest I got a little depressed as soon as I saw Benny uh, I do not like that character. I got a little excited as soon as I saw the donut though <laughs> these these scenes always kind of make me hungry I'm just like oh man they just got that open box of donuts what the fuck man could a hardware store uh, seduce you inside with a uh, free donut 150 trillion percent yes if there were free uh, just come as you are donuts at hardware stores how, like, how much does a donut cost these days uh, one donut one donut if you yeah. if you go to just like your garden variety strip mall donut shop you can probably get one for like a buck oh nine or something okay. like that just like a glazed donut so what if a hardware store says come inside you uh can have a free donut if you buy a 50 cent uh tool do tools cost 50 cents well i don't know i mean like maybe like a single like, like a nail a nail or, something. or screw or something if yeah. i get one donut per nail and i buy a box of nails i'm set for donuts for a long time <laughs> but it's i'm just trying to think of promotion opportunities for the hardware store to like buy a new uh customer like you now have screws in your house and, yes landon go on <laughs> and then what because i don't know does, how to use them i don't think the, i have a screwdriver in my house to make you a hardware guy I, I just i like to think about hardware stores are like sitting around like oh god how do we get truman caps into our stores the guy who doesn't know how to use tools at all the guy That's who can't assemble the thing. we want you're the rube who they can sell anything to so they start you with the donut and they work your way up to like this is just the average you know uh you know grocery store brand donut but this week we're bringing in krispy kreme mm. And they 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 edge their way up all the way up to a cronut or something. Yeah, exactly, you get to a cronut. It's like okay, you can have the cronut if you buy uh, a hammer in our store. That way, I only have to buy a, hammers. Are still relatively cheap, Landon. I don't. Th- I, you, That's the whole point. You're getting something of lesser value for the thing that you're getting, but they are slowly edging you up in uh, investment in their business. Therefore, by the time they get to what's your favorite food. Oh, God, my favorite food? Meatloaf, probably. Okay, we will give you a free entire meatloaf if you take uh, one of our on-set genius bar lessons Yeah, uh, for whatever the equivalent of that is for hardware stores. Okay, okay, so spoken like someone who also hasn't been to a hardware store in a while... I, I look here, here's my here's my play for how the hardware stores can get my business. Okay, uh, you take all your hardware stuff, all the shelves uh-huh. and power tools and everything. You get rid of that. You sell that. Okay. You put in uh, ovens and stuff to make donuts. You become a donut shop. You only sell donuts. I really like donuts a lot. They're a wonderful food. Uh-huh. And not only have you got me in there, uh, you've got cops in there all the time. True. Uh, you've got. Um, everyone else on earth because everyone likes donuts like just don't yeah. the world needs more donuts than than hardware and I, I feel like that's a fact i don't particularly like donuts i will every once in a while Did, get a craving for an apple fritter yeah but i don't even feel like that fits in the donut world it's it's, it's in the only, world it's not a donut it's though. it's in the world but it's not like one of them it it's hasn't a, got a hole in it's the a center. pastry it, it certainly is it's not a donut yeah but it's a it's the sort of pastry that you'd find at a donut shop we are so far off track here i i i will uh yeah yeah i will also just say that i mean even if you don't like donuts someone's giving you one for free i mean i would well you need a free donut i don't know Okay, I'd eat your food. I, t- I turn down food at work all the time. 
God bless you, Landon. That's like it's the best thing about me not working in an office for four years because I I'm a, I am such a slut for office food. When people bring in donuts, I get a lot like Benny oh. in this episode of Home Improvement. Wow, you did the segue for me because yes. I was just going to do that too. Yeah. Uh, so Tim comes in as Marty's looking over the classified ads with Benny over his shoulder, um, and he's a little uh, chagrin. Yep, yep. They um, well, I mean, first they're mad at each other. Uh, because, you know, because of the fight that yeah. they had and all the stuff that he said. And so they decide, we're going to split up the hardware store so you don't have to get in each other's business. And yep. the way they divide it up, Tim gets all the auto parts and all the power tools and everything. And the only section that Benny can use is the brooms. <laughs> but the, not Benny. Marty can use <laughs> the brooms. Do, donut in the jar. But also the section that, that Marty gets has the donuts and the coffee in it. True. So it's yeah. still, I, I still think he, it's He's a win. got the section where he could become, like, Benny's... Uh, buddy movie partner (laughs) exactly they start together and hey you know jay and silent bob started outside the video store yeah (laughs) marty and benny start inside the uh the hardware store by the donuts i think i think it's a solid combo i think those those two could really do something with it um also that's the only section of the hardware store that i need i know how to eat donuts i know how to use a broom those are the only two things uh so we need to clearly pull out the line here where uh they're arguing back and forth and they're like you know what i'm not gonna talk to you anymore i'm not gonna talk to you ever i'm not gonna talk to you forever and ever plus one well i'm not gonna talk to you till infinity and beyond yes Uh, did you know tim allen was in toy story oh gosh was he toy story you say a whole story about toys (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um anyway, at this point they start throwing uh inventory at each other. Yes. <laughs> the the ball bearing what do you call that thing in the, the back of a toilet? The uh oh the the, uh, the toilet bulb or the floater. Yeah. The well yeah. leaving a floater in the back of a tank is <laughs> That's not a, what I'm. That, that's a fun college prank. <laughs> not what I'm trying to refer to, F- folks. If you're drunk enough, it's a great way to haze the freshman. Marty chucks that at him. Tim throws a mop head at him. Yeah, uh, it just gets out of hand. Harry intervenes, uh, and he threatens to throw him out of the hardware store. He does, and that that really gets their attention. And they they both realize like, wow, I've been thrown out of church. I've been kicked out of my house. I've been kicked out of this and that and everything. But I've never been kicked out of a hardware store. Oh, geez. And then that galvanizes them to uh, make up and kind of meet in the middle and go like, I, I shouldn't have been so bossy on set. I should have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they kind of um, they kind of have this funny Bill and Ted exchange uh, where <laughs> he goes, well, OK, listen, uh, well, everything will be fine as long as you don't ever offer me a job again. You yeah. don't slip up and offer me a job again. And Tim's yeah. like, oh. Okay, great, fine. Uh, but if I do slip up, just make sure you don't slip up and accidentally take one. Mm-hmm. If I do offer you one, yeah. And they're like, they both do this like mental calculation in their head, and then they go, "Cool." Yeah. Well, they don't say cool, but they like do the equivalent of like the Wild Stallions. Yeah, guitar. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, t- the Tim and Marty equivalent of air banding together. Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. They, they air tool. Uh, and then uh, t- Tim's fish watch beeps again, and they have to leave the store. Yes, because there's a mackerel at home. Is that the, the mackerel one? Yep, that's yep. the mackerel. Uh, we cut to the Tool Time set, uh, and it's the big reveal. Yes, their new set, which, um, you know, it's got some improvements, some set improvements. There's uh, And they used tools on it, and yes. it took some time. Uh, I, I, uh, yeah, and I can't make any more jokes out of the names of the shows. They put in some grunt work. There you go. Uh, uh, yeah, but they have tributes to sports. They have tributes to the armed forces, pictures mm-hmm. from Tim and Al's childhood. Yeah. And uh, they're specifically a modular design. Yes. So they can flip around a section with all these books about tools to a section that has more tools. Uh, on it. The tool, the tool bookshelf. 
mm-hmm. rotates to show paint station. Yes. The tool shelf rotates to show more tools. Uh, tool shelf. Yes. Uh, and the big coup de grace of this uh, big reveal is that the uh, what used to be the workstation area in the very back behind uh, where they stand mm-hmm. uh, is now their interview area. Yes. Heidi, would you please? And she does. And suddenly, like, uh, basically a, the the workstation area kind of comes open and, like, uh, the like this... It's like a talk show set kind yeah. of moves out of the back of the set. There's like a desk Bar that stools, Tim can get behind. Red yeah, behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they both you know they kind of and it unfolds and they kind of sit down. Al is like the first guest and Tim starts interviewing him. Uh huh. Asks him, so uh, so Al uh, and you're you know it's so great to have you on the show and like and I feel like both of them were improvising this <laughs> and. And Tim says, so what was it like having a sex scene with Flipper in your first movie? That honestly did feel like an improvised line. Be- because, because Tim Allen, yeah, because it felt like Tim Allen, not Tim Taylor yeah. saying it. And Richard Karn just trying not to crack up at this. <laughs> uh, the thing that I thought was most impressive about this set was uh, where Tim is sitting, which is very much talk show host mm-hmm. uh, desk style. Um, just like Conan's uh, Eisenhower mug on his yeah uh, table yeah you know you always have to have an iconic uh imagery you know i uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for thing yeah you know object yes iconic object to go along with the to, to create the tableau yes and uh framed perfectly behind the desk is a new section specifically for the calendar <laughs> <laughs> it's carved out of the set and it, it's a little inset so that they can frame it better and we can see Heidi's uh, beautiful face on the the pink, um, which I this is January, not February, so it's not not Valentine's month. Burn it all to the ground. I hate <laughs> the new set. It's it's worse than the old set. It's a bad set. Oh, Tim presses the wrong button to close up uh, shop. Or he, I can't remember what he was trying to do, but he, he was trying he, to cue up the clip from the oh, flipper the, yeah, the sex flipper scene. sex scene. Yeah, uh, he presses the wrong button. Flipper sex scene, and uh, the set starts to retract. Uh, this made me a little nervous. Yeah. The same way that uh, in Magic Island, when the mermaid almost got caught between those two. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> closing walls. Yeah. Um, yeah. Al is nearly like Al can't get out in time. Yeah. And basically, as it's receding into the wall, he has to like dive to the ground and is trapped. He's inside. trapped. He's trapped inside the yeah. interview set inside yep. the the wall. Yeah. Um. To be continued. <laughs> will it? I don't know. Yeah. We go to the stinger where um, I have to imagine this was something that was just cut. Where Al and Heidi come in, uh, saying that they all decided to start alternating their parking spot with yeah. one another, and they yeah. like walk in on Tim and uh, Marty having a fight. Yeah, which is kind of weird, just out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, and then we get another outtake with uh, the measuring tape race. Yes, uh, which also just felt like kind of a thing they were doing on set that happened to get yeah. filmed. Like they were, kinda, we have to go to the we have to go to the footage and stuff. I kind of felt like it was. Let's try this. I got an idea for a gag. Let's just try to see if it works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were filming it and. It didn't work, and they didn't put it in the show. Yeah. And then we got... The only remnant was the measuring tape transition we got. Wow. I thought that by the end of this episode, we would have knocked some of the rest off. No. No. The rest (laughs) is still there. I feel like I gained more. Yeah. I think it's the episode that did it, because it's really not like we... Like, this episode was so forgettable that it's like we didn't really make a podcast this week. (laughs) Uh, It's true. But you know what? We still have one big thing to go over. Oh, was I supposed to be counting grunts? Oh, no. Just kidding, folks. I never forget my job. <laughs> so uh, let's go into uh, the grunt count. Yes. I'm going to guess 
one. It's two. Oh, for God's sake. I thought this was going to be the Chalupa episode. I'm so sorry, Landon. I'm so sorry. There's no Chalupas. But they were two two separate two se- There was a grunt at one at point the same and time. a grunt at the other. Yeah, there was one grunt oh. near the beginning and then one grunt at the end. Where he goes, oh. Is this what it feels like every time to miss ER? Yeah, it, it, it is. I'm sorry, man. Oh, I'm sorry. my God. I thought I was being so clever by... Counting the grunts myself so that I can have an accurate answer. No, I'm sorry, and here dude. here we are. I feel like I'm wearing a dunce cap. Oh, Landon, I never make you wear a dunce cap. More like wear a grunts cap. <laughs> <sighs> or a grunts caps? No, uh, no, nope, nope, not it. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, nope, still rust. Not gonna do that. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, one grunts. I don't have anything to ask you about the grunts. Yeah, I don't have anything to tell you about the grunts. <laughs> there were two of them. There they were. Okay, great. Then let's get out of this motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, well, folks... Uh, this has been My Favorite Murder, and I'm your host, whoever hosts that show. I don't know how we end the show. You, like, left it like it was my job. What, is this where I'm supposed to talk about our official grunt heads yes. that we love? Oh, well then, let's get out of this motherfucker and thank our official grunt heads, who, uh, whose contributions make it possible for us to make this show that we refer to as this motherfucker. <laughs> um, but listen, folks, we've all had a lot of fun tonight. Uh, <laughs> but I want to give a very special thank you. Okay. To our official grunt heads, as I've said like three times now. <laughs> Michael? Uh, Michael. Thank you. Mason? Thank you. Thank you. TJ? TJ. Thank you. Thank you. Cheyenne? Thank you. Thank you. Pronouncing it correctly. Farah? Thank you. Thank you. Manbach? Thank you. Thank you. Amber? Thank you. Thank you. And Spencer? Thank you. Thank you. You're not making anything we're doing here better, <laughs> but I want to, I, 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 I mean, okay, I guess you are giving double thank yous to our wonderful Patreon <laughs> yeah. subscribers. That's all. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, grunt work is made possible by people like them. Yes, that's correct. And if you enjoyed today's show, want to help us create even better content, consider becoming an official grunt head over at our Patreon. Yes, that's right. Because for as little as one dollar per month, you'll get access to our exclusive bonus content, like our weekly grunt work nights episodes. And if you decide to subscribe at one of our higher tiers, you can also get access to a number of other fun benefits. You can do all of that over at Patreon.com/GruntWorkPod. Leave us a reading review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yep. It's the fastest, easiest way to support us because uh, you just click a little star yep. icon and just one that's, click. That's it. One click that's wonder. All you do. Yeah. <laughs> and it uh, goes a long way to help others find this show. Yes. It Stop does. by to say hi to us on Twitter or Instagram at mm-hmm. GruntWorkPod. Yes. We are now doing tweet time on there and yeah. uh, it's ending up in our newsletter, which is where you can uh, sign up on our website. Yep. Which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com <laughs> to get to, yeah that was great enough okay I'm glad uh, to get <laughs> notifications whenever a new episode is released as well as exclusive content like our grunt count hint and trivia mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it'll probably be fish trivia this week <laughs> <laughs> wow the words every podcast listener longs to hear fish trivia this week <laughs> people racing to their email inboxes to tear open that new newsletter and find out the fish trivia oh my goodness so until next week when we bring you another episode of home improvement i've been truman caps i've been landon solano and remember be sure to have your brother rotated every five years or ten thousand miles whichever comes first 